0: Hi everybody welcome back to we dig tennessee i'm your host matt mingus uh, glad to have you guys listening uh, glad to have everybody back i hope everybody had a safe and healthy thanksgiving break and um, you know just enjoyed the holiday uh, but you know before uh, thanksgiving or like i think just the week before we had the safety directors forum uh, and for nuka national and the safety directors forum slash 811 summit and it was a Really fun, really interesting event this year with, you know, a lot of stuff going on. Uh, so uh, this week I've got a, a guest on the show, Mr. David Doggett, the president-elect from the Nuke of Kentucky chapter, who who also attended Safety Directors Forum and 811 Summit, and just kind of do a little quick recap and review of, of what went on there. Um, so with that, Dave, how you doing, man? Doing good, Matt. Man, appreciate you coming on. Uh, I know it's um, busy right now but I appreciate you taking some time to join us
1: yeah definitely glad to be here
0: uh well man I I know you were on once um with us but we were focused on something else so I didn't get the opportunity to ask you to do this but I always like to ask our guests to kind of give us a little background on themselves so if you don't mind just let us know a little bit about yourself how you got into the industry and how you got involved with Nuka.
1: yeah so uh I started my career out in uh working for a contractor um Did a couple years working for team construction and then I actually joined a utility worked for them for several years starting off as a meter reader Um, before that I grew up in the the utility industry uh, third generation oil and gas utility Um, grandfather worked uh, some of the uh, oil and pipe fields down in uh, you know the Houston area and then my father uh, grew up working for uh, several different utilities mostly Uh, Atmos Energy, for those that are familiar with the uh, natural gas. So I grew up in that industry and then uh, became a a safety guy uh, several years back. And uh, just, uh, you know, involvement with uh, the organization of Nuka kind of naturally happened, Um, especially once we saw the need for it in Kentucky. Um, It was definitely one of those deals where, man, we have some great opportunities and I want to be involved with that. And uh, that's how I got involved in NUCA. Um, so, you know, it's a lot longer story, but a lot more complicated too. So.
0: <laughs> yeah, I understand that, man. It's been a uh, been impressive to watch Nuka of Kentucky take off in COVID. I know, I know I've said that on here before, but it's still in the middle of COVID for you guys to be able to get that chapter off the ground and up and running has been, been awesome and, and great to have a, you know, a chapter to the north of us here in Tennessee to, to, to partner with on stuff. So glad to have you guys on board, man. Um, so wh- what did you think of SDF? Uh, I know it was full of uh, full of information. The uh, what, what were some highlights that you drew out of it?
1: So I thought it was interesting that uh, National uh, did a joint safety and uh, safe digging uh, concept. Uh, I thought that was very interesting. Um, it allowed, uh, some different topics that we haven't covered at other safety directors forums, Um, and in a way that we haven't covered them, you know, we, we've talked, you know, safe digging and that kind of stuff, but, uh, this time we were definitely focused on, you know, some of the aspects of safe digging, like Sue or sub, uh, uter- sub utility, subsurface utility engineering. Um, some other things like that. Uh, we looked at the, uh, the big study. Um, I know. National Nuka was heavily involved in the the big study for damage prevention, Um, but I was also able to look at some of the things like resiliency and idle iron and and, uh, the big OSHA updates and that kind of stuff.
0: Yeah, it was definitely um, different than SDF uh, has been in the past for us. You know, I I know SDF is always one of my favorite events of the year. Uh, You know, just being able to be in a room around other safety directors and, and, and you know that just that shared wealth of knowledge sometimes it's not always the the topics that are the most informative but the the knowledge you get from everyone else in the room um that, that I've always enjoyed How, did you feel that you got that kind of that same feeling with the combined SDF and 811 summit
1: yeah definitely um and it, again there was kind of a combination of some of the topics but uh you know ultimately Uh, you know, safe safe digging is a safety related uh, topic. And so um, kind of to your point, there were a lot of knowledgeable people, not just on the safety side, but on the damage prevention side of it. And some of that bled over, Um, you know, folks that are uh, super knowledgeable about processes and and procedures for, uh, you know, damage prevention, had some good insight on, you know, safety and, and ways that we can look at doing safety and some questions on why we do things a certain way. Um, so I definitely agree. There was a lot of networking and, and uh, exchanging of ideas that happened. And, uh, you know, that's definitely one of my part favorite parts of SDF as well.
0: Yeah, that, I agree. I thought, I thought it it worked pretty well. Um, you know, in SDF in the past, we, we've, you know, it's just been like the one, one main room. Uh, with a bunch of safety guys in it, and this year you know there was a couple of main topics, and then the different breakout sessions, and you know it was set up almost like a mini conference or trade show, and I thought it went pretty smoothly. Uh, and, and like you said, the you know the, the com- combining of safety directors forum and eight one one, you know they kind of go hand in hand. Um, so I, I really enjoyed you know kind of the way it worked. Uh, it made it tough though, man. I, I hated having to choose between a safety topic and a safe digging topic. i was like, man, I want to be in both of them.
1: Yeah, definitely. There were definitely a few topics where I was like, oh mm-hmm. man, uh, I wish they would do this topic again later so I could, you know, see it. And that's one of the benefits that uh, they've always done with safety directors forum is the presentations are available afterwards, um, as well as the contact information of the speakers. Um, you know, they've done a pretty good job. The, the SDFs that I've been to, Um, of making sure that we have those resources because that's what it's about is not, not going there and learning everything and, you know, making a subject matter experts and anything, but uh, giving us resources. And that's, uh, you know, I I like having that little thumb drive with those resources and and those contact information so I can better improve myself and, and, you know, get better at my job.
0: No, yeah, you're, you're absolutely right. Having, having those thumb drives with those presentations and those, Resources on there was is awesome. Um, so, uh, and and you know that's the, one of the things I love about Nuka is it doesn't matter who the presenter is or where they're from, what part of Nuka, what part of the country is, if they give you their contact info, they're they're legitimately willing to share. Uh, and I, I think that's one of the real values of Nuka is that you could call up, you know, your your competitor or someone that's not your competitor but does the same damn thing on the other side of the country and and get shared knowledge at any time um so i, I think you're right that's a, that's an absolute uh value that comes out of sdf uh so sdf and 811 summit same time what do you think about the 811 side of things i know there's you know a lot of similarities and shared uh, shared topics there but how do you how do you you know the previous 811 summit was just a one-day fly-in so again this was a huge change for the way that that works so how how did you feel this one went? Did it? Did it? The setup of main topics and breakout sessions. You think worked well for what we had to cover on, on the eight one one side of things this time?
1: Definitely, the uh, damage prevention topics were, you know, definitely some things that are forward looking, um, not stuff that's you know necessarily hundred uh, percent. Let's put it into place right now. Uh, you know, one of those being the subsurface utility engineering. Um, gotta give a shout out to Miss Brenda up there in Pennsylvania. Um, she's really championed this cause. Um, and, and for good reason, you know, for those that aren't, in, uh, you know, fully aware of it, uh, I would definitely highly encourage you looking into it, uh, looking at, uh, trying to get that incorporated into your, your, uh, laws and procedures if you can, um, you know, And it's just one of those things that I think that's forward looking in the fact that it's going to hopefully eventually be uh, the way we do business Um, because there's a lot to it. You know, being able to locate uh, lines without damaging them is obviously, uh, you know, something that's huge in damage prevention. I mean, it's where it gets its name, right? Um, And, you know. With the uh, the big study that uh, was championed by Nuka and several of the other contractors, um, looking at why uh, the process or how to fix some of the process of damage prevention, um, you know, <clears throat> it was a good high level study, um, and at least here in Kentucky, I know we're going to be able to use it hopefully uh, to change some thought processes and and hopefully uh, help change the laws in favor of utility contractors to, uh, you know, help use it to help, uh, us as utility contractors change the minds of folks that, you know, have thought for a long time that the contractors are the only people at fault. Um, you know, so uh, definitely some good topics. Um, you know, some topics that I could talk about all day and, and, you know, continue to stutter and stammer and throw out facts and whatever all day. But, uh, ultimately, uh, going back to the meat and potatoes of damage prevention is how do we, stop us from damaging lines. And I think these topics did a very good job of covering that.
0: Yeah, no, I I think you hit a a great point there Uh, when it comes to Brenda and all the work she's done with Sue. And I think one of the, the main things she would like to, you know, encourage people is to understand Sue and then to try to work it in your laws, but make sure it has teeth behind it. Uh, You know, one of the things that she, she struggles with there in Pennsylvania is that there's no teeth behind her, her Sue language in their law. And, uh, she wishes she could have another crack at that. Um, so, and she's still working towards it. You know, Brenda, she's she's not going to give up. She's going to get after it, and and that's one of the things that's made Brenda so successful with Nuka for so long. Um, and then yet, men, the big study rollout. I can't agree with you more. It was awesome. Uh, I know there were some questions and things that we heard, and and but uh, you know, I think one of the things that's important to remember is that this is a living document. Uh, you know, they're obviously, as they were doing the study, some people's laws were changing or in the process of changing. And so, you know, some of that needs to go back and be updated. And the other thing I think was important to, to note is that the things that changed in the laws as they were while they were in the process of doing the study isn't anything that, um, you know, would affect the way a state scored or, or any of the recommendations they made. I think the recommendations made by this study were, Wonderful. Um, And I think it did a good job of, you know, making sure all parties involved in damage prevention do their part. You know, it's not just on the contractor. It's not just on the utility and locator. It's not just on the utility. It's on all three parties because that's what it takes to do the job right. You know, the contractors have to dig safely, respect the marks and do their due diligence. The locators have to be able to go out there, accurately locate and put flags, paint, you know, whatever's necessary down to indicate the approximate location of these lines and the utilities need to maintain good records so that the other two parties can do their point, their part. So I think a lot of the recommendations made in this study were, are going to be very useful for people trying to improve their damage prevention programs in their States, because it, I think it really did do a good job of keeping all three uh, stakeholders in this game accountable. So I really look forward to seeing, uh, kind of where this thing goes. Um, so I, I do want to ask though, how, what was your opinion of, or how did you think Mark did presenting this? Cause I, I was wanting to get Mark to come on here and talk about the study in a little more depth, uh, on the show. But I mean, I, I've loved the way he, he did it and the way he was able to answer questions. And, and what'd you think about the job he and his team did?
1: Yeah. So, uh, coming from the, the college, uh, course on statistics um about two decades now removed um it was definitely a a well done uh you know study as far as the the statistics piece of it Um, and why that's important is because that gives the the factual background to the study and then mark's uh, presentation of that um kind of explaining the ins and outs of why it was a valid study, you know, really helped to explain, you know, there's definitely going to be some naysayers. Um, Anybody that's worked in the utility business long enough has heard, you know, the story that, you know, the reason that all these lines are hit is because contractors don't take the care or, you know, they don't care about it or they're not careful or, you know, that they've heard that song and dance before. Um, And this study really, I think um, has a, good statistical factual background um which mark explained um that will help us as contractors show just to your point that all three stakeholder groups have to be in sync and participating properly in order for us to stop hitting these lines um and you know mark to the uh went to the degree of kind of explaining some of the the stuff, you know, that I got to the point where I was like, wow, I'm I'm reaching deep two decades back to uh, understand this statistics behind this. But yeah, it, it sounded very, very um, relevant as far as um, the study goes. And uh, he did a good job of explaining why it was relevant and why we need to be able to, uh, or why not be able to, but should, use this study to help change and improve our laws.
0: Yeah, no, I agree hundred percent. The uh, and, and So to to your point uh, of, you know, people always trying to say it's the contractor's fault and that's been kind of the the only thing out there for a long time is, and I like the way Craig Ingram from Tennessee, when one said it in his session that he spoke on, he, he's, you know, because several times he, he was talking about CGA's uh, top five root causes and, Uh, You know, I thought, I thought, man, I've heard this before, you know, uh, this is going to be the same, same story, same song and dance, but he did a really good job of putting a new take on it. And throughout the presentation, several times he's, he would say contractors and he made a point to stop and correct it. And he said, you know, when I say contractors, I mean, contractors, you know, I don't, I don't mean the people in this room. He said, obviously Nuka contractors are a separate category because they take their time to go out of their way to be at events like this, to use NUCA programs, to, you know, participate in the damage prevention program that, you know, there's several NUCA members who are either on their damage prevention uh, boards or their 811 boards or so on and so forth. So I, I think it's pretty cool that, you know, through work like this that Nuka is making a name for its contractors as not being the quote contractors that people are typically talking about in that, in that setting, because there's, We've, we're establishing a difference between a NUCA contractor and your typical fly-by-night contractor that's maybe working at the cheapest bid possible and not necessarily the best bid. So I, I, that's one thing I thought was cool that came out of this too was when we're going through this whole process, working on this study with uh, the four other associations that were part of it and people are starting to take notice of NUCA and the pride that we put behind our members, our programs, and the things that we do. So that was something I thought was pretty cool to hear as well.
1: Yeah, definitely.
0: Um, Any other highlights you thought from Safety Directors Forum, A11 Summit that you wanted to touch on?
1: Yeah. um, You know, we obviously with COVID still being a huge factor, um, there were a couple of different uh, topics on COVID, um, you know. And and it was interesting. Um, They brought in uh, uh, there to the Carolinas, Charlotte, um, they brought in, the one of the state regulators um they're a state uh ran osha um and so they kind of talked about some of the violations and that kind of stuff and one of the things i found this interesting was is uh for 2020 and 21 uh they've definitely seen an increase in fines and, and uh, citations um but most of that's due to covid uh, a lot of the um at least for our industry, the trenching and, and those type of, uh, citations have pretty much been steady, um, at least in just their area. Um, which is good to hear, um, you know, safe digging, obviously, uh, we want our guys to come home the exact same way they started the day. Right. So, uh, a a big part of that is making sure when they get in those trenches that they're safe. Um, so at least for the last few years, the trenching, and excavation citations have been pretty steady. Um, I will say that by far, um, the largest uh, citation given out um, was the lack of protective systems. Um, You know, so that's, that's definitely one thing we as contractors want to make sure we're fully aware of is when are we at that point where we need to have, you know, the three S's, um, you know, and the second one um, was uh, spoil piles. And then it quickly fell off after that. Um, so uh, making sure we have those protective systems and making sure that our spoils are, uh, you know, the two foot back, uh, those are two biggies. Um, so the rest of the, the finds and citations, you know, stuff that you would expect. Uh, but uh, those by far were the two biggest of their citations for the last two years.
0: Wow. Uh, uh, yeah, it's a... That's interesting to hear. I hate to hear that. And you know, that's a, anybody that's a regular listener of the show has heard me talk thoroughly about trench safety and the three S's and keeping your spoil piles back and anything that goes into trench safety, it is so simple to do. It, it's really easy. You just got to pay attention to your depth and where you're setting your stuff. Like it, it's, it, it's, I still think the most preventable thing out there. Like it, it's, it's that simple. So that's, that's, surprising to hear but also not really with if, if like i've talked about the google alerts i have set up on here before you know i get google alerts all the time with trench collapses and injuries and fatalities and it's like what are people doing yep all right um well man uh, I, we, we've been going for about 20 minutes i don't i don't want to in this, without giving you an opportunity to talk about Nuke of Kentucky, man, uh, you know y'all, Mr. President-elect here, what what y'all doing up there in Kentucky? What's going on?
1: Yeah, so uh, we just had a very successful uh, job preview um, in November, um, so we're gonna finish up the year though with our holiday gala, and uh, that's gonna be December seventeenth. Um, if any any of your listeners are interested, um, it's gonna be at the Corvette Museum. Um, The museum for all the Corvettes, it's really awesome um, for anybody that's never been. Um, There will be a tour associated with it, uh, a self-guided tour, Um, but they can go kind of take a look at all the the historic cars um, and get to uh, participate in some of the uh, activities. Uh, We'll be sworn in our new board members for the next uh, year, Um, some dancing, uh, cocktail hour, uh, that kind of stuff. Um, Again, that's December 17th. And for anyone that's interested, they can uh, find out more information or get registered by contacting um, us through kentucky at nuka.com. Again, that's the word Kentucky, so K E N T U C K Y, at nuka.com. And then uh, we're we're getting geared up uh, to start the the 2022 year uh, strong. Uh, Again, depending on COVID and the Omicron and all these different variants, we'll, we'll see what happens with all that stuff. But uh, we've got a good calendar of events uh, pretty much planned out uh, for most of the year. Um, and again, they can find that out either through uh, that email address or uh, we're also on the socials. I'm not sure what they all are, but I'm pretty sure if you type in Nuka of Kentucky or Kentucky Nuka, um you'll find us. That's
0: awesome. Yeah, I'm, I'm excited for y'all's uh, holiday party at the at the Corvette Museum. That's going to be pretty cool. Uh, being that I'm only an hour from Bowling Green, and I'm originally a native Kentuckian, I've never even been to the Corvette Museum, so I'm excited to be able to go and see that myself. That's a, that's a pretty cool place to have it, and, and I'm really excited for that. So it's, again, man, awesome to see all this momentum coming out of Nuka of Kentucky. Uh, great partner to have to the north of us here in Tennessee, and and just, again, excited, so... Um, uh, again, Dave, man, I want to say thank you for joining us, taking time out of your day to come on the show and talk a little bit about SDF and Nuke of Kentucky. And man, I'm excited to see what y'all got going on.
1: Well, we appreciate, uh, the middle Tennessee chapter being, uh, great mentors and, uh, that we learned a lot of the, the hard lessons y'all paved the way for us. And, uh, you know, appreciate you having me on, on here on the podcast.
0: That's awesome, man. We, we appreciate that. So thank you, Dave. Thanks, Matt. All right. Again, I want to say thank you to Dave for coming on uh, and talking about Safety Directors Forum and uh, giving us a little bit update on what's going on in Nuka, Kentucky. Uh, a lot of momentum coming from surrounding Nuka chapters here, man. It's crazy. Uh, you know, we had Kentucky and East Tennessee join join the area. And now, uh, just left a meeting um, last week here um, the in West Tennessee. We met down in Memphis, um, a few contractors down there. Um, and, and, you know, it, it's really exciting to see the momentum of NUCA taking over the state of, Ten- state of Tennessee. It, it's really cool. A lot of fun. Uh, great to meet those guys down there in, in Memphis. Enjoyed some barbecue there at Rendezvous with them. And, man, what a, what a good group. I, I think we've got a solid foundation there to, to get this uh, moving along. Um, so, congrats to West Tennessee. Look forward to getting you guys in the fold. Um, so, with that, guys, I'll jump into some upcoming events. You know, it's the end of the year here. So, it's uh, right now, uh, actually, the date of the release of this podcast, December 8th, is the holiday cocktail reception for East Tennessee. So, if you are hearing this this morning and you forgot about it, go, si- go sign up, contact Wendy, uh, Wendy at com. get signed up, get there, enjoy that with those guys. Um, so, and then here in Middle Tennessee, we also have our uh, holiday party coming up. December 18th at Bagsby Ranch. Uh, it's going to be a lot of fun. Uh, we got the um, chapter awards. First time that we've had a full slate of chapter awards that are going to be presented. Uh, we've got dinner. We've got dancing. We've got drinks. We've got a whole bunch going on for this for this party, and I think it's going to be a lot of fun. Uh, December 18th, Bagsby Ranch, 5.30 p.m. uh, out in Gallatin. Uh, In Bagsby Ranch, I I did one of my company events there, man. It's a beautiful, beautiful place. So I'm very excited to to see this event happening there. Uh, And and it's going to be a lot of fun. So East Tennessee's holiday uh, cocktail reception is tonight, December 8th. And then here in Middle Tennessee, our, our holiday shindig will be December 18th so y'all get signed up for those Uh, I know here in Middle Tennessee we're still looking for some sponsorships for our holiday shindig so uh, if you're interested in that please reach out to Natalie uh, midtn at nuka.com and uh, she'd be more than happy to assist you in that So uh, with that guys I'll go ahead and wrap this one up Uh, so y'all stay safe out there keep digging Tennessee